On today's episode, we are joined by two of the leadership members from the Hawthorne wheelchair football teams. We have Vice Captain of the Hawthorne Senior Team, Finn Broadbent, and Captain of the Hawthorne Community Team, Jared McCarthy. We welcome you both to the Talking Hawks podcast. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, Hawthorne has really gotten behind the social inclusion program and the aspect of footy. And we've obviously got teams involved not only in wheelchair football, but we've also got a team uh, for the vision impaired as well. And they took out the premiership last week. Can you talk to us? How important are the initiatives like this in helping to change, I guess, the mindset of the wider community in terms of sport? You go first, Jared, if you want. Yeah, I guess it's just about... Um letting people know who don't have a disability, the fact that the, um, a disability doesn't stop you from doing what you want to do. You know, I mean, I was, um, I've been a mad footy fan my entire life, but being in a wheelchair, I obviously haven't been able to run out of the MCG. But, um, you know, it's just so important to let people, as I said, people without disabilities, so that just because you have a disability, you don't that you don't have to make that a limitation. It, it, you know, you, you might need to do things a little bit differently. That's why I actually like the word disabled, like D I double F. So like you're differently abled, like you're still abled. You just need to do it a little, a little bit of a different way. So that's that. That's the phrase that I like to use. I haven't heard that one. That's a good one. Um... I would, I would say it's just sort of like, yeah, I, I've obviously grown up watching my mates play, run out on the field and everything together, having a great time. Um, I've always sort of been there watching them on the sidelines. Um, but it's just sort of creating the awareness, which Hawthorne have done really well this year especially. Um, yes, we've gone pretty well as well, but even though we haven't, there's been more and more people coming along to watch and um Obviously, having that support's been really good this year, um, but especially across the blind and the um, yeah the wheelchair space as well. It's just awesome to see the level of support and everyone getting around us. So that's great. Now, obviously, there's many different sporting pathways for athletes to go through. We've got basketball and we've obviously got tennis as well. What drew the both of you to, to playing wheelchair footy? I mean, for me, it was basketball. Uh, so I played basketball at a, um, at like a Victorian level for an, um, a number of years, um, probably about 15 years. And then, you know, the people who I played with, who I played um, basketball with had been nagging me for years since season one. So this is season six, I think it is. But um, since season one, they've been nagging me to, you know, you got to get, you know, how much you love footy, you need to get involved in footy. And so, um, yeah, um, I wasn't able to when the competition started for some some uh, mental health reasons. But um, they kids just kept nagging me, and you know, finally I cracked, and you know, um, came to a to a come and try day, and you know, haven't looked back. Um, for me, I'll say I started off playing basketball for about a year and a half. Um, and then I sort of gave that up and been playing tennis for 10 years now. But one of the guys I played tennis with, um, he'd been playing at the Hawks for sort of about half the year, I reckon, and um, messaged me and said, 
have you heard of wheelchair footy? I said, no, nah, never heard of it. Um, he's like, come down for a come and try night, which was down at GSAC. It was about 10 minutes away from the house, which is perfect. Um, and yeah, I fell in love with it. I've loved it. Um, I especially like the contact because it's not sort of the umpires don't sort of say, like, don't do this, don't do that. Obviously, you can't do certain things, yeah, like reason. running into people from behind. But um, the way you sort of got to play the game as well, because it's obviously in the different thirds on the basketball court. So forwards are in the first two, backs in the back two, and then a midfielder can go anywhere. But with the forwards only being allowed to score, um, it becomes quite tactical. So, yeah, um, gone down that path. Now, this one's for you, Jared. I, I have a younger cousin, yeah. Andrew, and he uh, he was born with spina bifida. And I know that's um, the condition that you have. And, and he's asked, how do you deal with the, I guess, the constant visits to hospital uh, and in terms of with training and playing games? And how does it affect your confidence and your footballing mindset? I mean, I don't have too many, like, since I've reached out, I'm sort of able to um, work my like hospital visits, doctor's visits, whatever, sort of around training and around games, whatever they are. But um, it does knock the confidence, you know. Um, it's, I, especially through some issues that I have, you know, in terms of incontinence and, um, you know, things that my body can do and things that my body can't do, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. But I think the biggest thing that has helped me is having guys like Finn, like the entire team that we have at at Hawthorne who all have things or like all have disabilities, whether that's um, congenital or acquired. um, And they all have different things that they're going through, but we all have that common bond that we're always going through something. Like it may not be the same thing that we're all going through. It's probably not going to be the same thing. But if, um, but if you just open, like, just open your mouth and just let them, um, let them know, like, you don't have to go into specifics, but I've got some crap going on, I've got some things going on, and, you know, they can be there to support me. I've had people tell me some stories about things that they've gone through, and um, yeah, just having that link between us, um, which is really special because. Obviously, it's something that not everyone has, and obviously, not everyone has a um, has a disability. But um, yeah, um, you were saying your nephew has spina bifida. Cousin, yeah, my cousin. So my uh, my younger yeah, cousin, yeah, cousin. Yeah, nineteen yeah, now. Nineteen. 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 So we can come and play. There you go. He lives in Sydney, come so we'll uh, we'll have to, we'll have to get him get him on the plane to come down. We'll uh, we'll get him down here. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. it's it sounds wonderful. I guess in terms of the the culture that's that's being built. Uh, in terms of Hawthorne and, and the uh, the wheelchair footy team. And it's absolutely wonderful seeing that because I know that when the, the team first entered the competition, uh, we were down the bottom and uh, we've seen quite a rise, I guess, in terms of the ability to now be able to compete for silverware. What's it like seeing the club continue to grow and being part of it? I mean, it's at, like speaking as a Hawthorne supporter, it's just, you know, that much more special um, not only to be playing for the team that you love, but to go from that low down, like um, last year, we um, we had a winless season at at, um, at both levels, at the community level and the senior level. 
um, just to get just to go that from um, from there to where we are now, it just makes you appreciate it more because um, you know that like you know what it's like to be at the bottom and um, yeah, it's just fantastic to be able to not be on the bottom anymore. You know, it's nice to and um, we know how it feels to be there, so it's nice to not be there. Yeah, but for yeah, sure. it just makes it um, that much extra special. Um, yeah, obviously I came in sort of halfway through the end of the season last year, um, played four games for the Hawks. And as Jared said, we didn't get a win, but, um, each game I could sort of feel we we're getting closer and closer, um, oh, which absolutely. was promising. And then over the sort of the off season, we had a few personnel changes as well. Um, and got a bit of a younger group coming in. And that's definitely, with that as well, we've seen a lot of speed around the court, which has been quite good to see. Um, it's definitely helped in sort of bond, the bond of the team as well. Even though a couple boys, sort of one's Canberra, he's flown down for a fair few games. Um, and then one's Warrnambool and another one's Bannockburn. So we're all sort of over the, show, over the place. But those, bar those three that sort of all play basketball, we've had, a good amount coming to training each Thursday night, which has really seen their community team lift. If you think so, Jared, um, yeah, that's absolutely. why I reckon you guys made finals and got a fair few wins this year. And just for the senior team as well, having that sort of the bond and the link this year has been really good to see. So hopefully oh, yeah, we can go just, one better on Sunday. That's it. Just that camaraderie. It's just like we're all in this together and we're at training all together and we have a really good core group, as Finn said. Um, and, you know, we you know, we all go into war together and, you know, next to each other, you know, brothers in arms. So All supporting one another, yeah. Now, you That's spoke it. about, I guess, the significant changing of the guard and you spoke about getting speed and a bit more youth into the team as well. And out of the 10 best pay- players in the competition... Six of those now done the brown and gold. What's been the biggest draw card to recruiting the best of the best to Hawthorne? Stop. Um, it's not what you know, it's who you know sometimes. <laughs> so I think the reason that we got those guys is just, you know, like the wheelchair sport community, it's huge, but it's also quite small. So like if you have anybody, like if you have, um, if you see someone, there's a good chance that you've either seen them or you know someone who knows them so um we all call it um sort of know each other and so we just tried to kind of give them a bit of a nudge i was like this is cool let's you know try this just you know up to you but you know try this sort of from i guess my perspective i'd sort of we got so john t jalen mitch and Thomas were all basketballers. Um, and the basketball comp had sort of died a little bit this year. So they decided that in their sort of basketball off-season, they wanted to still play a sport. So they've all come and played footy for us, which has been awesome. Unfortunately, Tom's had to head over seas back to Germany. Um, and he's playing in a comp there for about nine months, which is huge for him. Um, in his pursuit of basketball. Um, and then we got 
Brady in from the Saints, and then we've had a couple others also from basketball um, across the community and senior team, which has been awesome. So, yeah, it's been a really good year, and hopefully we can finish it off on Sunday. So, Now, speaking of finishing it off on oh, – sorry, I was about to say, speaking of finishing it off on Sunday – Obviously, the uh, the grand final is taking place for the senior team at MSAC at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And at the moment, it's 1,000 tickets that the stadium at MSAC can hold. And I believe over half have been uh, are gone. Uh, it's a free event. Now, right. if you'd like to attend, uh, you can click on the podcast notes. As Talking Hawks and Hawthorne Football Club have got some tickets to give out to our loyal followers. Yeah, it's... Um... It's massive to hear that. I heard it yesterday for the first time and was like blown away because um probably had an average of sort of probably fifty to seventy five each game. Yeah. But like yeah. as yeah. as I sort of say, it's like the other teams watching and a few parents and friends here and there. But um I know there's quite a few family and friends that have bought tickets, so it'll be interesting to see how many of them turn up but a lot of them said oh I've got work off on Sunday I'm coming to watch which is just awesome so um, yeah if we can perform in front of that crowd it'll be unreal for the sport and um, yeah just for the others to see what we've been working towards this year as well so we're looking forward to seeing a big crowd of brown and gold because we don't want the uh, the rowdy Richmond crowd taking over which uh, wouldn't be too good yeah. for us now yeah. in terms don't of the yellow and black. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in terms of the, the game style, for those people who haven't been able to, to get down and, and to watch the senior team or the community team play, can you talk us through the, the game style that the Hawthorne team likes to employ uh, in the wheelchair footy? Yeah, yeah sure. So, oh, pardon? Get the ball to Finn, he'll do the rest. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, I'll speak on behalf of the sort of the senior team. Um, so we've sort of, because you've got five on the court, um, we try and start one of the forwards in the middle and you sort of try and start from sort of the back and you're running sort of towards our, or pushing towards our goals, sorry. Um, and then whether you win the tap or not, we'll try and have a defender sort of supporting you off the back. Um which always helps. And if you can manage to sort of move, like you got to pick the right time to sort of say, all right, we're going. So you get the handball from the back through the middle to the forwards or take your time to possess the ball up the ground. Um, it's really sort of a decision of when to go and when not to. Um, and also to keep that chair contact on at all times. So, Yeah, and sure. I think for the community team, it's about, um, you know, just, you know, as uh, Finn said, just keeping your chairs on the player. Like, you know, you have your player, don't let him out of your sight. Um, obviously, things need to happen, and, you know, you might get picked out or whatever. But, um, you know, just always pick that player, be on them, um, be on them, have, you know, really tight defence and... Um, you know, pick for each other when we um, when we're on offense and and yeah, this, and you know sometimes panic ball is fun. Like you know, just sometimes you just Chaos. need to play the panic ball and you know just whack the ball down the court. But um, 
you know, most of the time we can get pretty tactical. So. Yeah, well speaking. said, Jared. Um, I'll just, sorry, Tim, I'll just uh -huh. throw something in there. Um, Jared mentioned pick, so quite a few people might not know if they haven't watched basketball or something yeah. before. As soon as I said it, um, I was like. <laughs> so that's, that's like when, say, there's sort of one Hawthorne player, and I'll just use Richmond, for example. So say both the Richmond players come and sort of block the Hawthorne player from both sides and they can't get out. Um, that's what we call a pick. Um, and for instance, like if it's two on one or one on one and one of the Richmond guys come to help the other Richmond bloke, they block the Hawthorne guy from blocking the Richmond bloke and letting the Richmond bloke get out, um, which is a really effective play these days. So, yeah, just yeah. a bit on that. Finn's oh, really good at it. <laughs> Now, you were talking before that only forwards are able to uh, to try and score, so in terms of your goals and behinds. Now, this season in the senior team, Finn, you're currently sitting in third place, 68 goals, uh, just a few behind yeah. Yassin, and Yassin Hill's the competition yeah. leading goal scorer. He brought up his 100th goal uh, for the year last weekend. What's it like having a player like Yassin in our forward line? Uh, it's very handy, um, as you'd probably sort of realise there's only a couple forwards in the team and we can throw a couple in there if we need to. But, um, no, he's been been really awesome. So I love starting in the middle and sort of getting that ball to him and then letting him finish off the work. Um, yeah, as we were saying, I've got the 68, but it's all about sort of just making the team win for me. I enjoy sort of the team success. Um Yassin enjoys a bit of the team success as well. But, um, yeah, when he was getting close to that ton, he just wanted a ton. So, no, it was great to see and great for me to be able to pass it, the ball to him and then for him to slide his hundreds was awesome. So, yeah. The uh, the first Hawthorne player to reach the ton since Buddy. So, it's taken uh, yeah. 15 years, yeah. but we, we finally got it. So, congratulations oh, to on, on that. It's awesome. Finn's turn next year. Yeah. <laughs> Now, no, 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 just the flag, just the flag for me. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking about obviously that team success, and both of you have a leadership role. So, Jared, you're the you're captain of the community team, and Finn, you're the vice captain of the the senior team. How do you go about imparting your leadership within the team, both on game day and in training? Want to go, Finn? You go. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really just about understanding. Um, who is on the team and understanding your teammates and, you know, the strengths that they have and the things that they may not be able to do as well. Um, but maybe another person on the team can do that, that thing um, better. So it's just um, giving them the opportunity to play to their strengths um, and, you know, bringing all those things together and, to, um, to the ultimate team success and, um, you know, just being loud and being um, just 100% supportive and just letting it, um, everyone know that it doesn't matter what their best is, as long as they're their best, then that's all we're asking for. Yeah, well said. Um, in terms of training, I'd probably say um, we do a lot of drills together. Um, but it's always good if you sort of get a handball drill or something 
just because I'm the senior team, it doesn't mean like you're just a senior player and you just need to help out the senior boys. Obviously, come game day, you're focusing on them. But during trainings, I enjoy sort of saying, like having a handball with Jared or Robbie or Dave or one of those boys and trying to make them improve as well, which I think we've sort of seen across this year with the community team and how they've got a few good wins and um, seen them improve, which has been awesome. Um, and then giving them tips here and there, like where they can use their chair better or something. Um, and then come day, game day, sorry, um, it's sort of I enjoy getting there sort of an hour earlier, watching the community boys and helping them out where I can. Um, and then obviously come our match, we – Joe is the captain. Um, but then being vice, I sort of try and get around to each of the boys or, and Joe, sorry, um, sort of before the game just to see how they're going. Um, and then during the game, if the other opposition scored a goal or we've missed a handball or something and someone's got their head down, just get around them, give it their hands and, um, yeah, just encourage them. So. Yeah, that's sort of, in terms of leadership, that's me at the moment. So, no, it's good. I love it. Sounds like a really supportive culture that's being built down at, at Hawthorne, which is absolutely fantastic. And it's great to see that both the community team and also the senior team have got that working for them. Now, Finn, this weekend, we know it's the grand final. You come up against Richmond, who you played in round one, and uh, Richmond comprehensively beat Hawthorne in, in round one. And since then, the that's team has gone on... <laughs> So I was going to say, since then, the team has gone on an absolute roll and now uh, heading to the, the granny as favourites. How do you prepare for a game as big as this? Um, I don't don't know if you can prepare properly, sorry. Um, but no, it's just sort of have a look back on the year, I guess, as I've sort of reflected on it this week and sort of what we want to achieve on Sunday. And um been talking to Yas a bit throughout the week, saying he's a bit nervous here and there. But I just say you got to sort of enjoy the moment. Um, it'll be awesome come game day. But, yeah, I guess Saturday night I'll probably just watch the footy, try and get a good sleep, and then break in, get there sort of half an hour, an hour earlier, have a little push around and hope the nerves, the nerves settle down. So uh, looking forward to it. So it should be good. I highly recommend the 2008 Grand Final or the 2013 Hawthorne preliminary final win as uh, a good game to watch <laughs> the night before to get you motivated for the uh, for the big dance. And the last question that's we it, have... Bob Sewell playing. Yeah, well, that's it. Bob Sewell playing, playing prelim on that Saturday. <laughs> on Saturday. And we've also got the AFLW girls at the same time as well. So very big weekend yeah. for Hawthorne teams, which is uh, absolutely wonderful. And last question we have for both of you is what's been your highlight to date in your careers in the brown and gold? You go, Joe. I think it's just living the dream, really. Um, you know, as I was saying, I've wanted to be, as so many young boys do, I've wanted to be in the brown and gold um, or whatever their team is. I've I've wanted to do that. I have a disability, but that's no, that's no different for me. Um, and really just to sort of fulfil the goal that I put on the back burner because I didn't know it was possible. And for it to be possible is massive for me. Um, yeah, and 
obviously um, your dream of playing, but you also dream of playing in the grand final and getting some silverware. And so that's on Sunday, hopefully. And, um, you know, another dream ticked off the bucket list. From my perspective, um, I've sort of, yeah, I've been involved since I'd say about June, July last year, which has been an awesome year. Um, yeah, the four games last year were, even though we lost all of them, it was a highlight, um, just getting involved and being supported by the sort of Oscar, Adam and Mia. They were awesome getting me to the club and um, getting me linked with all the boys. Joe's been huge. Jared as well, the captain of the community team. Um, highlights as well would have been making the national team with Yasin and Joe last year because um, I was really early on in my career. Um, that developed that sort of where I could see the best of the best play and try and get to that level really quick. It's been awesome. Um, then another highlight would be in round two. We're down 50 to one early in the second quarter against the Saints and came back and beat them by a point with 20 seconds to go. So that was huge. And then, yeah, overall, just this year, it's been awesome. And um, hopefully we can create another big highlight on um, Sunday. So, yeah, get down if you can and should put on a show. So we'll see how we go. Well, thank you very much for both giving us your time uh, today. Congratulations on the season with the community team, Jared, and making the finals. And to Finn, thank you very much for joining us in the lead up to the grand final. And hopefully on uh, Sunday afternoon, the game at one o'clock at MSAC, we'll see the crowd full of brown and gold supporters and we'll see the mighty Hawks take out another premiership. Absolutely. Fingers crossed for having us, Tim. It's been a great time. Cheers. This concludes today's Talking Hawks episode. Please make sure to like and follow us on our social media, whether it's at Twitter, Instagram or Facebook at Talking Hawks. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. And if podcasts are your thing, please feel free to like and follow us on your favorite podcast provider. While you're there, feel free to give us a review and a five-star rating as it helps us to connect and engage with Hawthorne fans across the Talking Hawks content. This has been the Talking Hawks podcast. And until next time, go the Hawks.